How's everybody doing today? Want to acknowledge those that are in the room today. Want to acknowledge those of you that are watching from home or wherever you may be. You can go ahead and be seated. Thank you, band. Thank you, worship team. Sterling, you can stay with me just for a, a moment. Uh, I'm excited about today and uh, everything uh, that God has for, for you guys. Uh, uh, this day, God already knew before you ever got here, before you woke up this morning, God already knew you would be tuning in. God already knew you would be in this building. Um, and God had a plan. He had a purpose. God doesn't waste waste time. And, and I believe every one of you guys have positioned yourselves to be at the right place at the right time. Uh, if you're new to Celebration, I want to welcome you guys. I know there's a lot of people. We're not really close even here in building talking, uh, so we don't get to meet a lot of people online. Maybe maybe you've uh, stumbled across us online. I just want to say thank you for being with us today. We hope you have an incredible experience, and uh, this past month, uh, we've been focused on three things here at Celebration. Uh, the first thing is prayer. We have made a decision that we are going to pray every single day. We're going to have a conversation with God every single day. The second thing we've been doing is fasting. Uh, on Wednesdays, we've been fasting sun up to sun down. Uh, that's just putting, you know, putting a lock on the refrigerator. Uh, you know, my wife had to hire a security guard to stand in front of my refrigerator because she knows how desperate I can get when I get home. I'm totally kidding. But on Wednesdays, we are fasting, and this upcoming Wednesday uh, will be our final day uh, as we uh, break our fast Wednesday at 6 p.m. Uh, that's going to be uh, more than likely something online, but I want you guys to just uh, really follow us closely on social media. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the Celebration USA app, make sure you do that and turn on the notifications because things can change by tomorrow, and I want you guys to be in the loop with what to expect ne next Wednesday. And, and the last thing we've been doing is we've been inviting people to church. Um, you know, I, I know for me, it took it took a long time for me to ever show up to a building, uh, but but I thank God for technology because how easy is it to send somebody a link to a service to be a part of at their own leisure? I mean, sometimes people need that, the simplicity of that step, and I want to encourage you guys, continue to do that. Invite someone to church online. Uh, there, there's no telling who's out there that needs some hope, and I believe God can use you guys. Uh, well, hey, I am excited about today's message. We have been in a series entitled, um, uh, entitled, what is it entitled again? What is it again? I totally went blank right now. No matter what, sorry, no matter what. Now, I'm looking at my notes. Sometimes you put too much confidence in your notes and you forget to put something, and it throws you off. But we've been in this series no matter what. Pastor Randy started it off with joy. It was an awesome message, joy no matter what. We talked about prayer. Uh, Pastor Sheree talked about the importance of God's Word. Uh, I'm excited what we're going to be talking about, but I do want to let you know that Pastor Randy will be with us next Sunday to continue in the series, and he's really excited about it. And so make sure you tune in next Sunday. This doesn't mean that you go leave and come back next week, because I still have a message today to share with you guys. Um, and we'll get to that. But I want to read our verse, our opening text, out of the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Uh, this is a familiar uh, passage of Scripture. Uh, we would refer to it as the Lord's Prayer. And I want to just read a segment that's really going to guide us today. It says this, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray. God, today we just thank you for what you have in store for us. God, you see every person that is in this moment right now. 
whether it be right now or it be later on in the week or even a year from now, you are well aware of who's a part of this moment. And God, I believe that you have something just for them. Maybe it's the answer they need. Maybe it's direction they need. God, I'm just asking to show yourself real to every person today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, the title of my uh, message today is this, Heaven's Culture, No Matter What. Uh, culture is everything, and, and I think for me, the older I get, the more I value my culture. I grew up in a Hispanic culture, and, uh, and don't get me started, but I did grow up in a Hispanic culture, and I, and I love my Hispanic, my Hispanic culture. It may not make sense to everybody, but it makes sense to me. Uh, both my parents came over to the United States from Mexico, and uh, when, they, when they got here, uh, they somehow ended up in the city of Fresno, and obviously that's where I was born, and we moved just about a mile away from the hospital to an apartment complex where the Hispanic culture was also like really, really strong. I mean, it, it, you could walk out of the door uh, at the apartment. You didn't know if you were in the United States or in Tijuana. You didn't know. It's just how we, it, the Hispanic culture was there. Speaking of Tijuana, um, uh, in my culture, I'm not going to have a TJ, I don't got a TJ story, but uh, just speaking of my culture, um, we, 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 we have aunts and uncles, obviously, and lots of them, and, and we call them Tia and Tio. You know, I have a Tia Carmina, I have a, a, a Tia Rosa, I have a lot of aunts, a lot of Tias, uh, but I also have one named Juana, and um, Juana, however you want to call it, and so my wife, uh, she's not Hispanic, she's white, Caucasian, however you want to say it, and um, I took her over to, to my aunt's house, and, uh, and, and, and so I call her Tia Juana, you know, and, and Tia Juana, that's what I call her, and, and later on in that day, my wife looks at me, and she's like, uh, is your aunt from Tijuana? And I'm like, that is like the rudest thing I've ever heard, like, what, is your aunt from Switzerland, really? Like, I, I took offense to it. She's like, no, like, a sh like you guys call her Tijuana. And I'm like, yeah, we call her Tijuana. And I'm like, no. She's like, I know, that's what I said. I'm like, no, it's, it's Tijuana. That's just, it's a culture thing. My wife didn't understand it. So anyways, um, uh, this, is, this is where I grew up. This is what I knew. All my friends in the apartment complex, we spoke Spanish. It's what we did. We, we, we looked the same. We dressed the same. I'd go into their house, and it smelled just like my house did. The culture was the same. And, and I'll never forget my first experience with, like, culture shock. Uh, my dad, I guess he entered into some form of raffle. I don't know. They were raffling off properties in the city of Clovis. And uh, we won, and we were excited. So we moved to Clovis, and this was, like, super, super new to me because no one spoke Spanish where I lived. And uh, I go to school, and I'm like the little Mexican boy, and I, I, I'm probably still talking with a little bit of an accent because, again, Spanish was my first language, but I made a new best friend, and, uh, and he was white, and, uh, but we had a lot of things in common outside of our culture. And uh, I'll never forget the first time going over to his house. This is where like, I got really like, wow. Uh, it was lunchtime, and his mom came into the room, and she's like, boys, it's, it's time for lunch. And, and I was super excited because I love to eat. Uh, but I was also super confused because at my house, when it's lunchtime, no one has to tell me. I can smell it from the kitchen, and I didn't smell anything at the house. And so I'm thinking to myself as I'm walking down the hallway, maybe this is like an outdoor picnic or something. I, I don't know. And uh, but sure enough, there was plates on the table, and it was a peanut butter sandwich. And I was confused. Like, peanut, a peanut butter sandwich? Really? Like, do you want me to die? Have... The, the, the jelly offsets the peanut butter. Where's the jelly? There was a peanut butter sandwich. And so 
I'm uh, getting ready to eat this, preparing for my death. And um, as I do, his mom comes up and she's like, hey guys, I, I got more lunch coming. And I'm thinking, oh, you, you fooled me. I thought it was just a peanut butter sandwich. I knew there was more and I knew there was more. And she throws some crackers on our plate. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, like, crackers, really? And I, I wanted to say it out loud, but I didn't want them to take it the wrong way. And so um, it'll take you a while to catch that. But anyways, we continued. And so down, down, down about a week and a half later, I bring him over to my house. Culture shock now for him. Why? Because my mom cooks everything she finds in the refrigerator for breakfast. And what was so awesome was, like, it's, it's huge. The dude looks like he hasn't eaten in years. I'm like, what's the peanut butter sandwiches, bro? Here, my mom cooks everything with manteca. It is insane. And so we, we get going, and, and, and we put the toast on his, on his plate. And uh, I'm going somewhere with this. We put the toast on his plate, and he's like, hey, do you guys have any butter? And I'm like, yeah, we actually do. Just go in the fridge. And what he doesn't know is that in the Hispanic culture, there is never butter in the butter container. There hasn't been butter in that container for four years, ever. I'm telling you, you don't believe. So he opens it up and he sees salsa in there. I'm laughing like, bro, I got you. Y'all hey, think that the phrase, I can't believe it's not butter, came from some butter company? That came from a little Latino boy that wanted butter on his toast, went and found salsa in the container. It's a different culture. It's a culture thing. We all have and experience a different culture. There's a culture to your family. There's a culture to your life. There's a culture to your city. But I want to introduce you today to heaven's culture. Because culture also has a heaven, uh, heaven also has a culture. And apparently, apparently you and I can participate in this culture, not when we get to heaven, but here in our world today. How many of you think that's a good idea? You know, I, I think a lot of times um, we think that God is just going to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Like if, if God wants to do something in my life, like it'll just happen. And if it doesn't happen, then it wasn't God's will. But if that was the case, why would Jesus look to his disciples and say, hey, when you pray, pray like this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would I need to pray if God was just going to do it? Apparently, there is a part that we play in initiating heaven's culture. Heaven's culture. In heaven's culture, there's strength. In heaven's culture, there's peace. In heaven's culture, there's purpose. In heaven's culture, there's honor. In heaven's culture, there's provision. There's prosperity. In heaven's culture, I'm telling you, it is absolutely incredible. And maybe today when you look at the culture of your situation or your family or the condition of your life, maybe it doesn't reflect heaven's culture, but the good news is it absolutely can. It can. Everywhere Jesus went, he encountered people that had messed up lives. He encountered people whose culture perhaps looked like hell. But Jesus brought heaven everywhere that he went. Jesus would see people that were losing their mind. But when Jesus showed up on the scene, heaven's culture would show up and peace would come to that person. Jesus would show up to people that have never walked a day in their lives. They were paralyzed. But when Jesus showed up, heaven's culture showed up, and it turned situations around. I'm telling you, you absolutely need heaven's culture in your life. You need heaven's culture in your business. You need heaven's culture in your family. I, I know for some people, you may think, well, that's just real selfish. 
heaven's culture doesn't just affect you. When heaven's culture gets on your life, it starts to affect the people around you. When Jesus would walk into a room and heal somebody, it wasn't just the person that God healed. All of a sudden, other people's eyes would start to open up. God wants to use your life to paint a picture, to be a reflection of his character and who he is. We need heaven's culture in our life. On earth, as it is in heaven, in my family, as it is in heaven. Jesus brought heaven's culture to his earth. How do we experience heaven's culture? How do I take heaven's culture and infuse it into my Hispanic culture or whatever your culture? How do we do that? Well, culture is built on values. What you value will begin to shape the culture that you live in. The reason why Jesus brought heaven's culture to his life, brought heaven's culture to his world, is because Jesus knew, number one, what heaven values. He knew what heaven values. In John chapter 5, verse 19, it says this. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Jesus knew what heaven valued. If you don't know what heaven values, how can you experience heaven's culture? If you don't know what heaven, heaven values, how can we begin to experience heaven's culture. If you have no idea that God values your family, how could you expect to see things change in your family? If you don't know that God values your health, how can you expect God to do anything good in your health? If we're going to experience heaven's culture, we are going to have to know what heaven values. We're going to have to know what heaven values. Um, I think for a lot of us, uh, we're not going to get to heaven, go take notes, and come back. So practically speaking, how in the world can we find out what heaven values? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us to do what is right. It is God's way of making us well prepared at every point, fully equipped to, good, to do good to everyone. There's only one place you're going to figure out where he, what heaven values, and that is in your Bible. That is in God's Word. God's Word will paint a picture to you and your family of what heaven values. If, if you don't know what it values, you're going to have to open the book. I mean, it's as simple as this. I know it can sound confusing to some, but I, I'll never forget when I first was introduced to anything, anything concerning Jesus and God and Bible and all that stuff. I just started reading stories about Jesus. I'd open my Bibles, and I, I would see how Jesus would interact with people. I would, I would look at how Jesus would interact with people. I would look at what he did, and I knew that if he, if whatever he's doing there, that's something I can get behind. If you want to know what heaven values, go look at the good things that Jesus was doing in the lives of other people. 
If you need a picture of what he can do in your life, open up your, because you're not going to find that picture on the news or anywhere else. You're going to have to go to your, go to your Bible. You're going to have to find a picture of what Jesus was doing and understand in that moment, apparently he values those things. And so you're going to have to go to the word of God to identify what heaven values. Um, you know, I, I thought to myself, well, it's just enough to know what heaven values, but that's just the starting point. Uh, because this is what I've learned about trying to create a culture. Um, it, it's, it's not just what you say you value. Um, it's what your actions say that you value. And uh, because I can say I value a lot of things. Like I can say I value going to the gym and, and, and getting thin and doing all these things. But if I don't actually step foot on a treadmill, then what I say I value is not actually going to produce the culture I want to see. So Jesus didn't just know what, heaven, what, what heaven's culture valued. Jesus also upheld what heaven's culture valued at all costs. He upheld it. He upheld it. Uh, culture is not going to follow, again, what your lips say you value. Culture will follow what your actions say that you value. Your actions are, are actually really, really important. Um, uh, ben, you can come up and help me, but your actions are absolutely important. I think a lot of times it's really easy to think that, like, you know, we don't really have to do anything, that things are just going to happen, and, and I, I just don't want you to believe something that's not true. God can do anything. God can do anything, but he still needs you to play your part. Uh, we can say we value all these things of heaven's culture, that, yeah, we believe God can do all these things, but if our actions don't line up with what we claim we value, then we're not going to see heaven touch our earth. We need, uh, we need our actions to line up with what heaven values. Um, you know, it kind of sounds kind of sounds a little bit like works. And I know sometimes it's easy to say it's not a works thing. We don't need to, to work for anything, and we don't need to, you know, do all these things. Like, God just loves us, and he does love you. He loves you a lot. Um, but, but we still need to do what he says to do. Like, there's still a part that you play. And uh, if our actions don't line up with what heaven values, we'll never see heaven's culture in our life like for me if I don't if I don't come across as crazy to let's just say like worldly people and by worldly people I just mean people that have no concept of God if I don't come across a bit crazy to them then my actions may be lining up more with the world's culture than with God's culture and this is not like a sin or not sin thing this is like when you are supposed to love your enemies that's not gonna register with the world's culture when giving is how you get ahead, that's not going to register with the world's culture. So if your actions make more sense to people that have no relationship to God, then your actions might not actually be lining up with, heaven, with what heaven values. This is huge. Jesus made it clear. I'm not just going to say what my Father wants me to say. I'm going to do what my Father wants me to do. You know, for me, I always uh, believe that, like, my actions, like, my, my works, I always believe that, like, that's how you earn things from God. But obedience is not how you earn anything from God. When God gave you Jesus, he made everything at that point accessible to you. It's yours. 
the hope that you need, it's yours. You've been going crazy. You need some peace in your mind. It's yours. You got a really bad diagnosis. Guess what? Health is available. It's yours. God has made available everything to you, and your obedience is not how you twist God's arm to get him to do a miracle. Your obedience positions you to receive a miracle. About a year ago at this time, it was uh, my daughter, my eldest daughter's birthday. My birthday is like February 2nd. My kid's birthday is February 3rd. And then my other daughter's, Fe we're all February birthdays. That's just how we roll. And uh, it was her birthday and she really wanted to go to Disneyland. <clears throat> and uh, like every kid does. And so uh, we, I, I, I bought her tickets to Disneyland. I was really excited uh, to give them to her. And I posted this video on my Instagram of the full I wish I could show, but it's like five minutes long. But um, I bought her these tickets to Disneyland. This was a gift to her. She did nothing to earn it. I just wanted to be a good dad, make her happy. And so I got home, and I had this idea. I'm going to take her on a scavenger hunt. I want to take her on a scavenger hunt. And so I, 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 uh, I, I get, get the tickets, and I put it in a box, and I put it in the living room, and I put a chair over it with a blanket over it, kind of covering it up. And I'm like, hey, Kova, she doesn't really pay attention to the chair because sometimes my house can get messy when my, my wife's not there. It's just, it looks like forts everywhere. And so the chair in the middle of the living room was absolutely normal. And um, so I'm like, hey, Kova, uh, we're going to go on a scavenger hunt, and uh, here's your first clue. And so she gets a little piece of paper, and she reads it, and it says, go, go check the mailbox. And so she runs to the mailbox, and she, she sees another clue in the mailbox. And this one says, uh, go, go to the place where you, you hang your clothes. So she runs back inside and she goes to the place where she hangs her clothes and there's another a clue there. And this one says, go, go to the place, you know, where, 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 the, where the corn is at. And, and so she goes to the cupboard where all the vegetables are at. She gets the corn. And there's another one that says, now, now go. I'm, I'm sending her to all of these places. Ultimately, where she finally goes to the chair right there in the center of our living room. Um, she had to do a lot to get to that place. But what she did had nothing to do with what I gave her. Her obedience to every one of those clues, her obedience was not connected to her earning it. Her obedience solely positioned her at the right place, at the right time to receive what her dad had given her. Your obedience, well, if I obey, then God will heal me. No, if you obey, it'll just position you for your healing. Well, here's clue number one. If I go forgive them, then no. If you just forgive them, it positions you for what you need. Obedience is not going to cause you to earn a thing, but it will position you to receive a thing. My actions are vital if I want to see heaven's culture invade my family, if I want to see heaven's culture invade my life. Our actions play a significant role in and today, uh, I just want us to do what I had to do. Andrew, do your actions line up with what you claim you value, or do your actions really line up just to everybody else's actions, you know, and what they say they value? Um, I know this past year, it's been super, super easy to just get really comfortable, to kick the actions out and, uh, you know, claim I value one thing when really my actions don't line up with that. But what if that's the reason why we're not experiencing heaven on earth? Uh, there's still a part that we play, and it might not be the kind of part that you think you should play, but I believe it could lead to something. I believe there's lots of us right now that are sitting on a move or a decision 
that we know God's been leading us to take. And you have not connected the dots that perhaps that move or decision is the move that you need to, to, need to make for the breakthrough to show up. For some of you, it's a relational move. You've been in a relationship that you know God has been trying to pull you from. And you're blaming it on everything else when at the core, it's your one move away. For some of you, you've been working at a job that you know you shouldn't be working at. But logistically, it makes sense. But it doesn't line up with what heaven values. You might be one move away from God doing something in your life that you never dreamed of him doing. You might be one move away from experiencing heaven really meeting your earth. I don't know what that move is, but I believe the Holy Spirit can show you what that move is. You may not even have a concept of God yet, but the moment you surrender your life to God, the Holy Spirit shows up. When I gave my life to God in 2007, I was saved for like 30 seconds. And I remember in that moment, I didn't make any big changes out there externally. I didn't go fix things up. The first change that took place was in my heart. God, I'm going, I'm going to align myself to you right now. Sometimes it's just the alignment of your heart that positions you to experience heaven on earth. A lot of us are trying to fix things out here without first fixing the, the position of our heart. And that's why we only do good for two or three weeks because the position of your heart has not changed. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, in, in other words, what's on the inside of you is what's going to produce what's on the outside of you. I'm going to have Tavo sing something, and I'm going to ask those of you in this room just to stand to your feet. If you're at home, I want you to participate in this moment because God is just as much here as he is there, vice versa. So I want you to believe that God's going to do something, and we're going to pray just like Jesus said to pray, that thy kingdom would come, thy will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. But before we pray and before we invite heaven to our earth, can we just position our hearts to realign it to God? You don't have to go fix anything. God knows when you mean business. God knows when you're ready to take things seriously. Why? Because he doesn't judge what your actions say. He looks way down in the motives of your heart. And when those motives are aligned properly, get ready because heaven will touch your earth. Tavo, I'm going to have you sing something. And as you do, just for the next 30 seconds, I want us to just, if our heart's out of line, let's just position our heart back. God, I'm, I'm right here. God, I, I'm right here in this moment, God. I'm acknowledging you. God, I've been distracted with a lot of other things. God, my actions have validated other values, not yours. But right now in this moment, I realign and I reconnect myself to the God that has never left my side. Let's reconnect. Write down your own words. God, I realign myself to you. God, I put my attention back on you today. God, I realign my focus. God, my priorities are going to change. God, you are still number one. God, you are still a big deal. God, you are still the reason why I'm alive today. God, you are still my main priority. Just align your heart right now. Align your heart. Just align your heart. God, whatever you say to do, we will do. God, if you say turn left, we'll turn left. If you say turn right, we'll turn right. God, if you say to forgive them, we will forgive them. Yeah, it stings, but we value heaven's culture, so we release the offense today. 
we release the offense today. Yeah, but they did us wrong. They're supposed to come and ask for my forgiveness. No, today we are aligning ourselves with heaven's culture, and heaven's culture says we release them today. We hold no record of wrong. Let's sing that top. Right where you're at. Because where there is new wine. Just align yourself. There is new power. On the one that is able. There is new freedom. On the one that is able. Kingdom is here. Lay down my old place. To carry your new fire today. You are faithful, God. We align ourselves to your faithfulness. Because where there is a new wine, God, you have our attention in this moment. There is new freedom. The kingdom is here. I lay down my old flesh to carry your new fire today. It doesn't take a long time to realign your heart. It takes takes two seconds. It takes two, just realign your heart. When your heart is, is just facing towards God, I'm telling you, there's just a clear channel for heaven to invade your earth. And right now, we're going to believe for that in this moment. We're going to pray. Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If, you're, if your life doesn't resemble heaven right now, there's hope for you. And we're going to pray whether you're in this building or you're at home, we're going to pray and we're going to believe. We are going to believe. If Jesus said we can pray like this, this means we have permission to believe like this. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to experience heaven on earth. You don't have to wait to get to heaven for everything to be okay. There is peace available for you today. God, right now, I just speak over every person. Right now, if you've been dealing just with a lot of anxiety and fear, I want, I'm, I'm, we're going to pray, so I want you to lock into this moment right now. If you've been dealing with anxiety and fear, like at another level, pan, you're like one, you're like, you've, been, you've been on the phone ready to call the hospital because you're, gonna, you're going in. I'm telling you, there's a peace that is available in this moment. Father, right now, we just speak peace over every distracted mind. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We declare we have the mind of Christ. I speak peace right now to every mind. God, I just pray right now that your peace that surpasses understanding would fill every single soul that is out of line. We declare peace to their minds on earth as it is in heaven. If you're dealing with something physically in your body and you're sick and tired of it, this is for you. Jesus would walk around to people that were given death sentences. Jesus would even walk around to people that were already in coffins. But when heaven touched earth, everything changed. Do you believe that heaven can touch earth right where you are? I do. I believe it. If Jesus said we can pray for it, why not do it? If you need healing for anything in your life, I don't care what it is. All we're doing, we're positioning ourselves to receive this blessing. God, right now, we thank you for health. God, I speak to, God, first, we speak to people that have learned how to live with their dysfunction, that have learned how to uh, operate and live the day-to-day -day lives, coping with everything that they're dealing with. God, we know that is not your best. 
We believe Jesus is a healer, and he is a restorer, and he can bring wholeness. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we just speak wholeness to every physical body in Jesus' name. We speak healing and health to bones right now. We speak healing and health to blood disease right now. We speak healing and health to lungs right now. We speak healing and health to cancer cells right now. We declare that in this moment, our bodies are lining up with heaven's culture, that we are the healed of the Lord. We're healed. We're going to walk in health. We're going to uphold our culture of heaven. For some of you in this place, you've been dealing with lack and shortage on another level. Your credit cards have been, man, you have no more room on there. You're, it's, it's, it's crazy. God wants to play the role as the provider in your life. He wants to play the role as the provider of your life. And this is why I admire Pastor Sheree coming up here and giving the offering. I admire this church. Why? Because I can pray for God to provide, but if I don't align myself with what he said, he doesn't have legal access to do what he wants to do in my life. I know you thought you were putting money in a bucket. All you were doing was positioning yourself to receive the blessing that God wanted. And a lot of you are participating in this moment, so we're doing God's word. So let's believe right now in this moment. God, today, your word says that you will supply all of our needs. And today we declare that we are fully supplied over our businesses. We are fully supplied over our families. We have more than enough, not just for ourselves, but by faith we declare we have more than enough to be a blessing to others. God, would you bring increase to our businesses like never before, not so we can accumulate more, but so we can be a blessing to other people. We declare open windows of heaven over this ministry, over our families. We are not dependent on our government. We are dependent on the system of heaven, the God that has more than enough. We believe that, God. Open doors, open doors, favor. If you're in need of a job, let's pray for you real quick. In Jesus' name, we just pray for God God to open up doors that no man could open. God, would you surround them with favor as like a shield? We declare favor surrounds us everywhere we go this week. We believe that. Heaven's culture. Heaven's culture is accessible to every one of you guys. And all you have to do is position yourself to receive heaven's culture. I gotta know what heaven values, but then it's my responsibility to uphold those values with my actions. Why, so I can twist God's arm? No, but so that I could be at the right place at the right time for the blessings that God has for me. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for every person uh, that's been a part of this moment. God, we, we, we know that work has been done, and we know that work will continue to be done in the lives of many. God, I just pray that you would, that you would be with them uh, in such a real way. Holy Spirit, that, that we would have even a greater awareness of our God. That you would open up our eyes to the faithfulness of our God. That you would open up our eyes to the love that God has for us. We come against the spirit of fear that would keep us from acting out the way God would want us to act out. We come against the spirit of fear that would try to keep us from taking the steps that God would want us to take. Fear, you have no hold on our life. You are a lying spirit and you are powerless and we refuse to give you any more power. We will align ourselves to God and with what God says. 
with every head bowed and eye closed, whether you're in this room or you're, you're online right now, you may say, man, I, I don't even have a relationship with God. I didn't even know that was possible. Well, it is. When Jesus came to this earth and he died on that cross, everything he did was to reconnect you back to God. So that on your worst day, so that on the day you didn't feel like you were good enough, that you could be connected to a God that is perfect. On your works, no, on his perfection. And Jesus made it very clear. When you've seen me, you've seen God. If you can accept me, things are going to be okay. You don't have to earn a thing. You just have to put your confidence in what Jesus did for you. If you can receive that gift called salvation, I'm telling you, things can begin to change for you forever. Not only do you get to go to heaven when life on earth is done, because in case you didn't know, like that's, we, we're not going to be here forever. Like we're not going to, this is not our forever home. And that's actually what really encourages me to experience heaven on earth because my job is not just to get me and my family to heaven. My job is to get me and my family and my neighbors and the people at the grocery store and the people down there. I got to get them to heaven too. God wants to use my life to be a light to them. What better light than giving them a picture of what heaven's going to look like? If you make this decision today, not only do you secure your eternity in heaven, but I believe with all my heart that you can begin to experience heaven on earth. And the Bible says all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. What is that? We're going to put our confidence in Jesus. We're going to receive of what Jesus has done. And I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me as you make that decision. And, and, and I'm going to ask actually all of us in support of those praying that, let's pray this together. Say this. Say, today, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I can't do it alone. I need your help. Today, I accept of what you did for me, and I receive my salvation. I call you my Lord, and I make you my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we celebrate? Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.